0: First Day Back is an amazing podcast about people returning from the hardest experiences of their lives. Last season was about a woman coming back from prison for shooting her own husband. Their new season is all about a comedian who died on stage. I mean, really died. His heart stopped for five minutes. And what happened next? Check out First Day Back in your podcast app now and subscribe so you won't miss an episode. Put your hands together. Put your hands together.
1: Put your hands hands together, put your hands together. Your What's hands up everybody? Thanks together. for coming out to the Put your hands together, put your hands together. Please your please put your hands together for life. your host, hands together. And
2: What's up? <laughs> it smells like pot out here. It's in such in such a strong blazed up. Right in the here. the audience? Is it currently happening? Is it? Wow. <laughs> what?
0: Somebody is blazed as fuck. This is a, a high uh, audience, which is the worst kind of audience, to be
1: honest.
0: Uh, I need you on your fucking toes. Yeah. I need you I need highly you getting caffeinated references. I need you out. leaning forward. <laughs> yeah. Not leaning backwards. Mm-hmm. Having a great time. Sliding down your chair? No. Don't want it. Being hungry, spacing out—you can't. How long have I been here? (laughs) Is the opposite of (laughs) what a comic wants. Where am I? How long have they been talking? How how long have they been talking? How long has my arm been like this? (laughs) Can they hear me right now? (laughs)
2: Yes, that's Ria Butcher. (laughs) Oh yeah, what's up? (laughs) Guess what? That's Cameron Esposito. (laughs) Yay! Ria, yeah, Cameron, we were both traveling. We were both traveling. I was in Arizona, surrounded by crystals. Yeah, you told me about this. Uh, I was in Tempe, which is technically Phoenix. Confusing that they call it someplace else, and yet it is not someplace else. Oh, I've been to Tempe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I forgot it was Phoenix. It's temporary. Yeah. Um, so I was there they, that place is stressful um, what it was feels stressful? well it's just like the embodiment of I've noticed people like to say oh I got white girl wasted which um, is funny <laughs> who are but you also, talking to? I don't know like the internet yeah 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 yeah. fair, <laughs> enough, fair enough people say that um, and uh, I would just say that Phoenix is just like white people wasted which is <laughs> terrifying and neon mostly <laughs> you know Um, so that was that experience and then I went to Tucson and I could not find my hotel the pin in multiple GPS programs on my phone pointed to uh, just an empty lot and I had to call multiple phone numbers just to talk to somebody that was physically at the location I kept calling like call centers and I at one point yelled in my rental vehicle I am an experienced
1: traveler
2: (laughs) Uh, and then I finally found the hotel. Somebody had to literally, like, walk me there through directions. And then I found it, only to find it surrounded by gems and crystals because they were having the world's largest gem and crystal show in Tucson. <laughs> <laughs> and I could barely find the entrance or parking because it was all just, like, tumbled spheres of, like, red jasper and, like... <laughs> Rose quartz as far as the eye could see. And it really... Well, rose
0: quartz would be kind of easy to find the door because you just look right through that. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah, tough exactly. if it's like black obsidian.
2: Right, yeah. <laughs> you just go right through the heart chakra to the right
0: past the buffet. <laughs> black obsidian, that's a... I'm sorry I said that. What? <laughs> well, because it's... It's redundant? All... Yeah, it is. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know what? I can top your hotel story. I, I'm sure you can. <laughs>
2: Well, because I didn't really finish it. I mean, oh. I just, like...
0: I, well, I, th- I thought that the whole story was just... Well, no, I mean, How do you I, get there when it's all a crystal? It's all crystals. Uh,
2: I mean, I was, like, surrounded by the power of crystals, and it did nothing. I just woke up to, like, angry dudes with ponytails and stuff. Um, and then, also, I couldn't get my shower to work. Like, it was just the tiniest... But these were all not huge problems like I'm getting paid to do a job that I love so I kept telling myself that Uh, but also it's frustrating when you wake up and you want to take a shower in a hotel that's kind of like half of the hotel and I couldn't get there was no switch and I just woke up and couldn't switch the tub to the shower and I just went I'm an experienced traveler at nine in the morning and then I ended up having to take a PTA shower in the bathtub because even the bathtub wouldn't fill full
0: of water I think these are actually big problems. I think that you're underselling to the audience the life of a road comic. Because you're like, I got to travel around doing the job I love. Uh, yeah. Sure. Okay. But it's also impossible to find food that isn't Yeah, it's Fritos. hard to eat. Yeah, And
2: um, I mean, I put a dollar in a vending machine. That's how bad it was. And the vending machine just ate my dollar. I had to use Apple Pay to buy dinner out of a vending machine. <laughs>
0: That's amazing that they had that technology. It is amazing that they had that technology. I feel technology. like I'm never in that, <laughs> at that vending machine.
2: Sure. I couldn't believe it. Maybe that was the power of the crystals. Yeah, I guess so. The crystals were the friends we made along the way. I was in, um, Tampa. Uh-huh. And that sounds just like
0: Tempe. I know. But in a different place. Not, not Tempe, Tampa. <laughs> I was in Tampa, and, um, okay, so I... I was in Tempe. I, uh, pulled into my hotel Mm -hmm. pretty late at night. Yeah. Always fun. Uh, flew in the night before, and, uh... Boy, are your arms tired. Went to... (laughs) 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 Wait till you hear what's gonna happen next, because it's... It's honestly, like, it's gonna be nice after that. Um... (laughs) went to bed yeah at some point after uh-huh. five to eight <laughs> episodes of Grey's Anatomy sure yeah I'm watching it backwards are you bringing wow okay you went forwards and then you just swung backwards <laughs> what I did was I honestly what does that do to the started arc started it well it brings a bunch of people back to life <laughs> I'm serious no I mean I believe yeah. you
2: I, I've watched an episode yes of two. people start out alive and then they end up dead yes so if you watch it the
0: other way dead yep. people turn out alive yes it's very nice I'm watching Grey's Anatomy backwards and uh, Meredith looks great. <laughs> <laughs> I really do mm. love Grey's so much. I've been having a hard time. Are you just taking a laptop and plugging it into the Netflix on the road? Is that you think you I about? watch on a laptop? No, I'm oh, watching yeah. on the tiny little phone, tiny screen that is on my phone, little, tiny little phone in your pocket and directly in front of my face with my glasses off <laughs> for hours. sadly, <laughs> Backwards, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, watch Grace, Betty Bye, mm-hmm. and then it's like three in the morning. I hear a rooster. I'm like, some motherfucker, <laughs> <laughs> right near. <in your> <laughs> mm-hmm. One's a goddamn rooster. Yeah. And that mother, that thing, it's on overdrive, crowing, 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 crowing. Now are you up? What about now? It's a snoozed rooster. Sure. Snooster. (laughs) Snooster was that thing that um, all those bands got really mad about, right? Because you could get your free music.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Lars from Metallica was was like, He was so pissed! Snooster! He was like,
0: Anyway, um, (laughs) Well, good morning. Walked outside. Boy, was I wrong. Yeah. Wasn't one privately held rooster, <laughs> but an entire protected wild rooster habitat.
1: <laughs> wow. That exists
0: in Tampa. And you know what the city said? Here's a protected rooster habitat. Let's zone the property next door for a hotel. That sounds good. <laughs> That'll work out always. It's Literally, almost it, like no one in the lobby that you want to sleep in there. Well, nobody else in the lobby was even making... Uh, this is what my arms were doing. <laughs> and they and just mean, was it was the lobby was like free breakfast please i was literally like there's a there's fucking roosters everywhere <laughs> there, are, there were wild roosters running in the streets wild roosters running in the streets wait hang on i want to tell you yeah, this yeah. because this is okay work. great, great. Like, yes earlier yes. you said the arms tired <laughs> do you guys know what i saw with my own human eyes uh i was walking i saw a fedex truck stop because a chicken was crossing the road! Oh, my God. I'm very happy for you. I realized when I saw it that my problem with that joke has always been the premise because it's like, why did a chicken cross the road? It's like, that would never happen. Chickens are in coops. It would never be at a road. But then I realized that was actually just um, my limited life experience. I've never been to Tampa. (laughs) You... Hadn't been to a cock habitat. Well, thank you for saying that. Yeah, you're welcome. Because what I'm also going to point out to you yes. is that, Rhea, this was the neighborhood. The neighborhood oh, is Jesus infested Christ. with wild roosters. That's ridiculous. Three gay bars called, one of them's called, like, downtown. One of them's called, like, f- 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 Lancelots. I don't know what they're called.
2: <laughs> yeah? What's that third one called? Zero
0: of them are called cocks. That's ridiculous. Zero. <laughs> Wild roosters. Let's go with free range Zero called cocks. Yeah. And this is why I'm cold petitioning. Cock. That's good. Thank you. This is why I'm petitioning to end Tampa. <laughs> yes. Because they've wasted. Take Tampa down. They've wasted their natural resources. No Tampa 2020. That's right. <laughs> then and I went. Howard Schultz. Let's I did, get rid of Tampa. I did a classic routing. Uh, where I went from Tampa Uh to Buffalo, New York. Oh, yeah. And I only packed for Tampa. Because, I don't know, have you ever just been there in your life? where I I knew I was going to both these places, but I was like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to. I'm going to pretend as though it's not. I'm going to pretend it's not happening. (laughs) So I brought a bathing suit and no coat. (laughs) Did you wrap that bathing suit around your neck like a little scarf? Uh, No, I stayed inside for five days. Um, I got to Buffalo, and it was... um, there was a blizzard. Um, Take that, climate change. Because it shouldn't be a blizzard or because it should? I don't know. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Does it matter? Not really. I was telling you this earlier. I was in a lift. Uh uh-huh. Back from my show. Yeah. In a blizzard. Right. In a pretty not populous city. <laughs> And uh like there weren't a lot of people in Buffalo. There was not a lot of people downtown in Buffalo. Sure. Yeah. Uh late at night on a Friday during the <laughs> blizzard. Turns out nobody lives in the metropolitan area of Buffalo. <laughs> right. Like the downtown yeah. where the skyscrapers are, the two yeah. skyscrapers, people don't live there. People no people live and there's there. There's no there's no uh there isn't like a hot newspaper industry Buffalo condo market. Yeah, right. I hear you. <laughs> I was driving my lift driver. Wait,
2: you were driving your lift driver? I was driving You're... my lift driver. So, were you in the back seat <laughs> behind him, moving his arms like a. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I actually made my lift driver lay on the ground. And I, and I drove him. <laughs> I, my my lift driver was driving yeah, know, me. I'm sorry, it was disappointing. And there I was. And I noticed that his phone was on speaker because you know that little green thing on the iPhone that's like, I'm on speaker even if you're using another app because the directions were up. But I could see that the phone was on speaker but nothing was happening (laughs) in the car.
2: And you were like, is James Comey
0: on the other line? The FBI? Yeah, former. All your jokes, I'm so close to getting. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. This
2: particular night. I'm just popping weird shit in there. Sorry. I can stop. No, you don't know. I, so the I, green bar was
0: lit. Yes. And um, we were about halfway through the ride. Yeah. There was nobody around. Uh-huh. I I had no coat on.
2: <laughs> just a bathing suit. Just a bathing <laughs> suit. And then... Um, How far were you from the hotel? Five minutes? Ten minutes?
0: Twenty-three hours? Eight-minute drive. Eight minutes. Okay, great. And... Uh, Whoever was on speakerphone started screaming. <laughs> and I'm not 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 words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like ah! 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 ah,
1: ah, ah.
0: And this is what my Lyft driver did. Nothing. <laughs> no explanation. No. Whoops. Hang up. Yeah. Oh, I was on the phone with a bear.
2: <laughs> Sorry, that's my mother-in-law.
0: I I, uh, I did nothing. a quick inventory. Yeah. I was like, it is literally a blizzard. I have no coat. Eight driving minutes is like a long walk. There is that's no. A long, that's a forty-five-minute no walk. There no other. It's very difficult to get a... I'm I'm possibly going to die of exposure <laughs> if I tuck and roll out of here. <laughs> so I think I'm chancing it with the scream lift. Yeah. <sighs> and I just stayed. Yeah. And then he didn't say anything, so I wasn't... I didn't say anything. Yeah. What would I... What was... I Lord. feel like I should have said something. This is a situation where as a woman... You should... There should be something to say. <laughs> But I didn't know what it was. Yeah. Yeah, what do
2: you say in that situation? I don't... Do you have any suggest. Does anyone hey, have do any do you have those VR goggles? Like, I don't know. What are you supposed to ask? Could this not be happening? Could you turn the A- AC down and what's up with the screaming?
0: <laughs> do you need any water? Do you need to charge your phone? <laughs> yeah. Also, is it fine if this is happening? <laughs> yeah.
2: one of those weird Halloween tapes? It felt tapes. like...
0: That's what it... Do you remember those? No, here's what it felt like to me. It felt like to me, oh, he's on the phone with his last passenger. Oh, God. Who Yikes. is currently at a warehouse. Yikes. I'm here myself And he was like, the delivery the is complete. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> Yabza. And I was like, ah, M. Night Shyamalan. Very good. <laughs> Very good movie, sir. <laughs> this lift ride is. Anyway...
2: Yikes. I mean, I'm glad you made it out of there. Yeah, I think I'm alive. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: but it's, yeah. it's tough, you know. It's tough. It is tough. Honestly, it's tough to make it out of that and still be in Buffalo. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I'm not shitting on yeah. that city. It's just like when you get through that and you're like,
1: still this? Still yeah. In Buffalo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It almost doesn't like, seem like a
2: reward. Like it's just going to
0: probably happen again. Yeah, well, like was,
2: the very next night, like you're going to get a, another scream lift. Well, I just like,
0: shit. What? It was like the the attendance at the shows was impacted by the massive blizzard. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so I was performing for 25 people at a time in a in a uh, club built for 250. So I was like I was literally like, "You know what? Fucking let me die now. Tomorrow's shows will definitely sell out if I've fucking died tonight, don't you think?" Yeah, yeah, yeah like don't you think the city of Buffalo would like oh, rally definitely. together, to, they would sell rally together shows to sell out the shows and do tribute shows the next day yeah, yeah yeah I agree I thought so too
2: maybe the Lyft driver shows up who knows Yep, yeah, exactly and there's like a whole movie series about it Then
0: podcasts start talking about you I and can't wait till like, men How respect sexy. me you know what I mean like, like our peers you know what I mean if, <laughs> yeah. I died, if I was murdered yeah. I honestly feel like a lot of male comics would be like she was right the whole time about everything she said <laughs> <laughs> Every time I'm on a plane, I'm like, if this thing goes down, like, a lot of men will stop using gay slurs on stage. <laughs> sure, I do feel like yes, if
2: one or both of us went down on a f- went down on a flight. Whoops, wrong way to say that. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> oh, I've been down on a flight. On a flight? You mean on the plane? On oh, oh, the I've plane. Been on the plane yeah. No, yeah. I
1: mean, yeah. Right if, between. If we were uh, killed
2: in a plane crash, <laughs> I do feel like definitely at least five. Comics? I'm not even gonna gender segregate. Just yeah. five gay com- or five comics would be like, I don't know, were they gay? <laughs> 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 we get it. You're gay. You guys don't like that at all. Neither do we. We feel <laughs> <laughs> I really kind of ruined the impact by making everybody think about me going
0: down on a plane, I think. <laughs> really takes away the impact of we get it you're gay where's not... the erogenous zone because I think it's between the two jet engines
2: yeah I mean I imagine it kind of like it's like a, a like a killer whale you know like oh, a you soft think it's... underbelly yeah sort okay. of right. but I mean you, you don't know, think I it's don't...
0: the fin in the back I
2: mean the... <laughs> maybe they're probably each one is slightly different you know like has like a different thing that really gets them going each plane you know I don't know each plane has like different markings on it so it's got to have different sections that are sensitive I mean what do you think when I the language like goes in don't you think it's like Ooh! oh my god oh my god oh my god yes that's probably right <laughs> you know just like a man throwing bags in you woohoo hello I mean women do it too Oh, this is great great material for a stoned audience. It is. It <laughs> is. Just stoners going, what the
0: fuck? <laughs> yeah, it, You're like shoving your character, it can't fit. Anyway, I'm sorry. Um. <laughs> yeah.
2: And then the flight attendant comes to help. Ooh, do, 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 do. Gate
0: check. Anyway. Do you need a little pink tag?
1: <laughs>
0: well, this is. That was funny. Fun. Maybe that's where we were going to get to but I'm glad we got we there. got there yeah we went from free-range cocks I know <laughs> to got a little planes. nervous when we just said that we don't feel respected in our industry but then we re- we, went, we said well and we should be respected and here's an example <laughs> <laughs> where do you think the erogenous zone is on
2: an airplane <laughs> <laughs> definitely the bathroom is the butthole <laughs>
0: you thought the bathroom
2: was. Yeah, I mean, I think it probably has two buttholes.
0: <laughs> but you can't use the front butthole unless you're rich. <laughs> 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 uh,
2: all right, well... That shit was funny. It was very nice You to want me to do this first
0: one or you want to do this first oh, one? Oh, Mom, I'll do it if you don't mind. Uh, all right. Rhea, this first comic... Uh-huh. They're, uh, oh, I'm just they're, grabbing this sheet for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're great. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hilarious. Uh-huh. Very funny person to start the show. Very funny person. Uh, also, three names. Three names. Which I always say, three names is the front butthole of stand-up comedy. <laughs> you gotta be rich to have it.
1: That's right. <laughs> Let's hear it right
0: now for Alan Strickland-Williams. <laughs>
3: Why don't they make the whole body out of the erogenous zone? That's what I want to know, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. My name is Alan Strickland-Williams. I was on the road, too, recently, and uh, there's all these, uh, in the Midwest, there's all these gas stations called come-and-go. It's hack. We don't need to get into it. I'm not going to come up here and make cum jokes. Um, It actually is usually what I do. Uh, But I'm not going to do that tonight. But in Nebraska, there are these gas stations called uh, (laughs) pump-and-pantry. It kind of feels like a come-and-go that decided to settle down. (laughs) After his, like, thousandth one-night stand, he's, like, slinking out of bed, going to the door, looks at her, he's like, I can't keep fucking doing this shit. (laughs) You want any groceries? I'll bring them back, change my name. We can start a life together. Um, I also, uh, I never saw a chicken crossing the road, um, but... One time I was on the road and there was like a traffic jam just for a while and then, you know, a couple 20 minutes later you go through but there's like the cops still there so I just kind of like pulled down. I was like, hey, what, what was the problem? And the cop was like, oh yeah, there is a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a bucket in the road? He was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> you couldn't just like move the bucket? And he was like, well, we didn't know whose bucket it was. <laughs> I was like, great point. You don't want to go around touching someone else's bucket. That's fine. Very polite. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, politics are still happening. We cannot stop it. Uh, did you guys hear recently that Melania Trump got kidney surgery? Yeah, I, I didn't know you could get your kidneys done. You have so much work done on the outside. You have to start looking inward for nips and tucks. Is that where we're at now? Kid Rock was going to run for Senate because um, America's turned into a fallen parody of itself. We've entered the Weird Al phase of our dynasty. <laughs> we're all going to eat it. Um, he didn't do it. He didn't run because he remembered he wrote down the lyrics, Up Jump the Boogie. So he was like, I'm out. I can't do it. <laughs> but if he had done it, he would have won. Let's face it, he would have won. And I'll say this silver lining if Kid Rock were in the Senate at least America would finally have a strong system of checks and ball with the balances. (laughs)
1: Literal
3: knee slapper right there. (laughs) My biggest problem with the whole Trump-Clinton election was that Trump didn't plan anything the whole time. Like, he was just making shit up, asking for suggestions from the crowd, like, what are we going to build? The wall. (laughs) Who's going to pay for it? Mexico. Okay, that sounds good. (laughs) And Clinton had a script, you know, she wrote stuff down, she stuck to it maybe too much, and uh, Trump won. And that just makes me feel like America, as a country, chose improv comedy over stand-up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's good. I don't think we can zip-zap-zop our way out of this one. Uh, <laughs> When the nukes start flying down, we can't just go, and scene and start a new country. (laughs) A lot of people still can't wrap their heads around how Trump won, they don't get it. They don't get the appeal of Donald Trump. I do, unfortunately, because I'm from Florida. Um, The appeal of Donald Trump, besides the racism, is that Donald Trump is daddy, okay? (laughs) Donnie's daddy, baby. Think about it, he's making a lot of big promises to the children that he will never be able to follow through on, just like Dad, you know? Sorry, Dad, Jesus Christ. Ed McMahon's corpse, ladies and gentlemen. You know what I mean, though? Dad was always like, yeah, kids, uh, we'll build you a tree house and the neighbors are gonna pay for it. Mm, doesn't make any sense. But I get it, dad's a fun guy, he's got some extra money, he'll buy you a McDonald's, you know. If you're sick home from I from school, like he'll let you eat ice cream and stuff, he doesn't know what the fuck's going on. But uh think about your own childhood, think about your family, think about growing up. Who actually got shit done? Mom. Mom got shit done. No one liked her. No one likes mom, you know? Just fussing over everybody, telling people where to sit, you know? Taking pictures with the flash on in broad daylight, you know, mom stuff. (laughs) But she made sure we learned to read and took us to school every day, so I voted for the mom. um, But my mom voted for the daddy, so you can't trust anyone. uh. (laughs) If I could have dinner with any person, living or dead, I think I'd choose Donald Trump, and I want him to be dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got a gun issue in the country. Uh, I, I kind of like, I won't lie, Like I, I grew up with guns, shooting guns is fun, but um, I just don't get why guns are legal in every state, but weed still isn't, you know? Like, I've never been at a party, or the bar, and been super stoked that someone brought a gun.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm never like, hey, keep in the DL, but uh, Kevin brought a gun.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Gonna go out back, pass it around, hit that shit, no? <laughs> I just not not get why anyone would ever want to own multiple guns, you know? You can only fit one in your mouth. I'll do some impressions for you guys. (laughs) (laughs) First impressions of Napoleon Bonaparte posing for his goofy portrait. You see Napoleon posing for like a serious portrait in history textbooks, museums. Here's Napoleon posing for his goofy portrait. Right, hometown here on the Pulley This next impression so, an extremely unprofessional doctor giving his patient the diagnosis. So, extremely unprofessional doctor telling his patient what's up. Here we go. You sick fuck.
1: <laughs>
3: okay, his next impression so, Jesus Christ ordering at a wine bar. Uh, I'll just have a water. Let the viewers at home know I winked. <laughs> viewers. Okay, this next impression, I'll leave you guys with this. This next impression is uh, it's actually very rare. This is what I like to refer to as a reverse impression. I'm going to do the impression first, and then reveal to you what it is. It's very rare. You're very lucky to see it this early in the year. Uh, so here you go. I'll do it, and then reveal to you what it is. Here we go. <clears throat> this belongs in a museum. Okay, that is Indiana Jones looking at your mama's old-ass pussy.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and that's what I'm going out on, everybody. Thank you very much.
2: Alan Sprinklin-Williams, everybody! Let him hear it. Now, bringing a gun to a party, clearly Alan's never been to a cop party. <laughs> <laughs> One person really got that. <laughs> Um, I think I told you guys this already, but when I was in in Idaho and I got to their airport and they had signs all over their airport reminding people not to bring their gun on the flight with them, (laughs) which I thought was very funny that you would have to remind people, hey, don't bring your gun. (laughs) But they had like a little cartoon of a handgun with arms and legs, nose and a mouth, all of which... Contained only in the handle of the handgun So I, I guess one can only assume that the barrel of the handgun was the haircut. I Don't know where the erogenous zone is on the gun. I would guess the trigger But this cartoon gun reminding everybody not to bring their gun also had little eyeballs and those eyeballs were like filled up with tears (laughs) like this gun was so sad it couldn't go on vacation to cancun with everybody (laughs) and also like the tagline of this like psa at the boise airport was say goodbye to your little friend And I just think, you know, we, like, really make fun of, like, emotional support animals. And I understand when it's a peacock on a flight to Tampa, it's a bit much to take. But I would much prefer a peacock shitting on my shoe than some dude bringing his handgun on a flight. I guess you disagree, so. (laughs) Say goodbye to your little friend. Then I just couldn't, I couldn't stop imagining, like, somebody in, like, cowboy boots, big hat and stuff just at the like baggage drop and there's like a car with the, the person like drove them. And they're like, I'll see you later, little handgun. <laughs> <laughs> cool. well, I guess that's why I don't bring you with me. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Great. You guys want to keep the show going? I sure do. <laughs> guess what? You should keep that going because our next comic is their first time on the show. So you know what we do when it's somebody's first time? We give them a big, warm, welcome. Ronald, that's right. Keep it going for
4: I have to. I have to talk now. Um, <laughs> truly, thank you. Um, I came in from New York, um, which is nice because uh, in New York we have a rat problem right now. Um, there's just too many rats, <laughs> uh, which is not very fun. Uh, our mayor literally ran on a campaign of uh, being, there's be there's too many rats. And he was like, I'll get rid of the rats. And we were all like, yeah, you can be mayor. Um, he didn't get rid of the rats. <laughs> there's still rats. But it's nice being here where there's less rats. I do know that you guys have bigger vermin, though. Um, you know, like the pot and the coyotes and the raccoons and the people who are insistent on wearing wide-brimmed hats even though they shouldn't, right? (laughs) So, you know, it's okay. I'm originally from Boston. Um, A woo? Okay. (laughs) All right, if you insist. Um, Boston suck. Yeah, Boston's really white. It's really secretly racist, um, which is to say really white. Sorry for being redundant. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) thooly. Yeah, Um, I don't know. Like every guy that I had a crush on as a child was either named like Jimmy, Marky, Danny, or like Marky L, you know? Horror. It's fine. Rosa Parks died so I could be attracted to white DJs whose aspirations are just to be louder, whiter DJs, you know? No, that's why she died. I know that. (laughs) I know that for a fact. That's why she died. Feminist win! (laughs) Mm. I've been thinking a lot about feminism lately because my family is, is, they're very Christian. I grew up Pentecostal. Um, If you're not familiar with Pentecostal Christianity, it's the one with the white people and the snakes and the speaking in tongues. But um, swap the white people for black people and the snakes for trauma I'll be unpacking for the rest of my 20s. Yes. (laughs) Horror. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it sucks. um, My dad, though, he's very conservative. Yes, black people can be ignorant, too. (laughs) And his big gripe as of late has just been, like, feminism. Like, all of it. You know, he's like, it's too much, I don't wanna see it. It's too much, it's too much, it's too much. And it's like, I get it, you know what I mean? Like, you're an older dude. If you see a raw breast in the wild, you'll probably die. And I have to respect that. I do, I have to. But I don't know, it's it's like, it's not a matter, it's not an option for me. And I think for a lot of young women and a lot of other marginalized people, you know, it's like, feminism, it's important and we need more. And I shouldn't have to look in the mirror and hate myself because of the patriarchy and the male gaze, you know? I should be able to hate myself because I'm shit and I deserve it, right? (laughs) Because I'm absolute fucking trash. (laughs) I get very frustrated though. I feel like in the media, the way that feminism is covered is really irritating to me. You know, it's like, check out this girl, boss. She's the first woman to fly a drone. Now she is a drone, you know? And it's like, I respect that. I love Madame Drone, and she will be our first female president. She will, all hail, but I don't know. It should be just as brave for me to sort of be like walking by myself and like come across a puddle and feel like too faint to cross it, you know? (laughs) Like to require the assistance of like six men, one to like lay down a jacket, the other five to pick me up by like each limb in the top of my head and just like carry me across. (laughs) That's radical feminism. (laughs) (laughs) I wanna be the bell hooks of like whatever that is. I feel like a lot of dudes get very anxious when women speak about feminism, you know? They're like, what's she gonna say? What's she gonna say? Do you wanna talk about me? You know, like, whatever. <laughs> whatever, dude. I don't know, but I, I, I kinda like it. I like feeling all the dudes around me scramble. Like, it feels like this competition to be like the wokest boy, you know? <laughs> Which is also the title of the Timothy Chalamet movie that I'm writing right now. <laughs> It's just him and Lucas Head just fighting to the death. <laughs> it's very hot. It's shaping up to be very sexy and very powerful. I like feeling that energy from dudes that I don't even know, though. Like, I was in a DSW the other day because I'm addicted to the soles falling off of the bottom of my shoes and. There was this one guy working on the floor. He was the only dude working on the floor. And he was working so hard. Like, I've never seen anybody work that hard in my life. Like, he was sweating, panting, trying to get every woman whatever she wanted. Like, I didn't get to go to the women's march, but I imagine that's what it felt like. You know what I mean? (laughs) That sort of power, that unity, that beauty. And we're all just like, yes, more more. And he's like running around sweating. And this other woman who works there comes over. And she's like, hey, do you guys need anything? Do you need any help? Can I help you? Is everything all right? And we're like, everything is... Perfect, Honey, this is like sisterhood day. Take a load off. Get some freaking shoes. Give this guy a raise. He's working hard. (laughs) She's like, (laughs) awesome. Who is that, though? Um, Because it turned out he didn't work there. He was just touching feet. (laughs) Um, But that's just to say, fellas, your allyship can look like anything. (laughs) Anything. I just don't want to have to, as a woman, like, feel unsafe. As a marginalized person at all, you know? It's like, if you are a woman, a queer person, a, a person of color, and anybody in those intersectionalities, like, you understand, like, you don't get to go through the world with any ease. Like, white dudes, cis dudes, like, you just get to go through the world with, like, so much, like you know, like, nonchalance. And I also understand that nonchalance probably doesn't look like this when you're a cis man, but... <laughs> I did, a, I did a big whoosh thing. But, you know, it, it's, it's I don't know, it's really important for me. I just want to have normalcy and safety. And I always feel like I have to have my guard up. And that, that happened recently when I was on the train. I was alone by myself, you know, sitting by myself, trying to mind my own business, which means I was being as nosy as possible. And I realized that I was alone in the cart with these two men, one was sitting next to me and one was sitting across from me. And I felt that, you know, that sort of like, go up. I felt danger. And I didn't know what to do because I was by myself, but I knew that I had to do something. And so I tried to survey, you know, what was going on. And I realized what had happened. I'm sorry for getting so choked up, but it was, uh, really horrifying. I had realized that the man next to me had made eye contact with the guy across from both of us. And they had both realized that, um, they were wearing fedoras at the same time. And I watched them look at each other, smirk, and then tip their fedoras to each other while winking. And it's like, as a marginalized person, I should not be subjected to that type of violence. (laughs) That is not fair, and I need men to do better. (laughs) I do. I don't want this to seem, you know, alienating or man-hating. White dudes, what's up? I love ya. Howdy, brothers. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, my man touched me, yes. And I get it, you know what I mean? Like, I get us, right? It's not, it's not hate at all. If anything, it's envy. I would love to, just for a, day, for a day, to just experience, to be a white man. You know what I mean? Like, just we have our own little freaky Friday, you know? <laughs> You wake up in my body, I wake up in yours. Movie's over because I got what I wanted, right? Or like in a true ode to whiteness, it becomes a Groundhog Day, you know? Every single day, I'm up just like you are at the crack of dawn. Put on the Doobie Brothers. Hit the e Sig for four hours. Ride my adult scooter to work. Get in a slow elevator and tell a woman, hey, looks like we're taking the local today, huh? <laughs> 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 Refuse to learn anything, right? <laughs> just the little things, just the little things. Okay, guys, thanks so much. I've been Iowa devery Give it up for your host.
0: Let's hear for Io. She's hilarious. That's a funny person i like that person they were very funny (laughs) oh man i like your reality bites t-shirt that is you seem maybe what is the age of you (laughs) is it i'm excited to hear the answer oh i feel like this is a hard game (laughs) that's why i just asked it
1: 35. 35
0: Girl, congratulations. You look good as fuck. She does know what her shirts mean. She does know what her shirt means. I put the S on the wrong thing. Because I'm a little tired. 35. That's amazing. Oh, Los Angeles. (laughs) You're going to look young for a real long time and then like leather. Um, (laughs) Depending on how much melanin you have going in. You're not going to look young for a long time and then look... I'm going to look young for a... do I look young? It's hard, to it's hard to tell. I can't tell if I look young. I'm wearing backwards
1: hat.
0: Is this an adult woman's outfit? You know what I've been doing wearing medical masks on planes? What a pleasure. Whatever amount of interest people used to have in speaking to me while I was wearing noise-canceling headphones and not making eye contact with them has gone out the window I've closed because I don't want there to be any light. Now that I've started wearing medical masks, I would, like, really recommend it. Number one, you're trying not to get sick, but number two, they don't know. They they think... I'm trying not to get sick, but they think, what's wrong with her? (laughs) A pleasure. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. Then, but then the other thing is, you are going to have like a sip of your water or whatever drink or whatever that you're getting. So then everybody around you will get real nervous because then when that happens, you just pull it down and you're going to drink some stuff out of there. Like,
1: oh yeah!
0: The emergency exit people start doing their thing (laughs) it is a heavy door I'm glad she asked well I think I can get it (laughs) what was else happening to me what was else happening to me (laughs) doing fine (laughs) feeling good and strong oh is my hand in a fist
1: (laughs) I have the power to change that.
0: I don't know. My therapist is in such good shape, and she won't tell me what she does. (laughs) I haven't asked. But I hope, you know, that she's like, these are okay emotions to have, and I too have them when I go on the elliptical for three hours. (laughs) That's funny. I wish I had a pen. Rhea, write that down! <laughs> um. What other things could I just pop into my brain? That was helpful to... How are you?
1: I'm doing
0: amazing. You have a queen shirt on? Yeah. Did you see that movie that now... You did? Oh, Right in the trash. <laughs> I didn't see it. <laughs> I don't see it. I'm not going to say it. Trash. Trash movie. <laughs> what do you think? I enjoyed it. Oh.
1: <laughs>
0: Have you ever listened to every Queen song and you go? Oh my god, this is about being gay. Uh. Why do we play this at basketball? <laughs> Every single one of them is about being gay. You think that the champions are sports people? Players of a sport? They are literally people surviving against all odds and under great persecution. Those are the champions. We are the champions. Yep, every single one. Every single one. Did you know that? (laughs) I like your sport jacket. You look very nice. How did? How? What did you do today? (laughs) Uh, Your brother. This is the your brother. Yeah. Hello, brother. Where are you from? From Toronto. You're from Toronto. Shit! What a nice place. I like it there. It's a. I do. Yeah, I do like it there. It's a Canadian New York. Very dirty.
1: <laughs>
0: ah, yeah. She's not wrong. Uh, cool, how long are you going to be here? Just a, week. Just a week? Stay forever. Look, I know what it's like there right now. It's cold. It's very, very cold. And look at here. It's still, honestly, if you live here for longer than six months, pretty fucking cold. You <laughs> think I wore this jacket here? No, this is the jacket I put on once I got inside. I have a heavier jacket in back. I have the exact same jacket I brought to Buffalo, New York. That's what I wore here and it is a it is a it is a fleece lined exact copy of this jacket.
1: <laughs>
0: well, this has been fun. She's good.
1: <laughs>
0: this next comic is a uh, longtime friend of mine. I've known him forever. Uh, n- such a nice person and so fucking funny. Let's hear it right now from Mike Palisak. Give it up.
5: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Cameron uh, told Rhea to write down something that she said. So. I guess we know who listens to her own podcast. (laughs) I'm the white guy that was talked about earlier, I think. uh, I'm not going to complain about how uncomfortable it is to perform right now because I don't think I'm allowed to. That's my privilege. When I was in sixth grade, I got into an argument with a girl in my class, and our teacher, instead of mediating the argument, was just like, you two probably marry each other. (laughs) Well, that's a weird thing to tell a 12-year-old. Like, you know this thing where you can't resolve it? That could be forever. (laughs) That's not good. Now, every time I have a personality conflict with someone, I have to be like, she could be the one. I can't get along with her at all. I need to pursue this farther. (laughs) Or is it further? I'm sure she'll correct me. (laughs) (laughs) It's so weird. He said, like, he was mad. That that means he, like, saw us and was like, oh, that reminds me of home. (laughs) (laughs) I need to say this out loud. (laughs) I, uh... I was on a, I like to fly discount flights when I travel because it's cheaper, but also it lowers expectations. Like whatever they give you, that's extra. Even though they give you nothing extra. (laughs) It's good to, like a guy got dragged off a United Airlines flight one time, like dragged off because he wouldn't give his seat up to a flight crew member. That would never happen on a discount flight. If someone came up to me on a flight where they charge for water and they're like, sir, you have to leave, I'll be like, I agree. (laughs) I'm thirsty. I need to get a drink. <laughs> Thank you. You're gonna give me a thousand dollars. I would like to purchase your company. <laughs> you can keep the change. <laughs> I think even if I had the money to fly, would I, I like the discount flights? Cause it's like you people bring their own food. It's like a picnic. Like you could probably trade like elementary school if you wanted to. Like, <laughs> Hey, what do you got? Oh, I got gummy bears. Okay, okay, what about you? Oh, I'm going to pretend to be sick so they give me free water. Let's talk about those gummy bears. <sighs> <laughs> I feel like on normal airlines, people get a little nervous about bringing their own food. One time I will sit next to this lady, and halfway through the flight, she started eating corn in the cob. <laughs> Very fast. It was like... <sighs> It was like her face was a typewriter, and she was trying to get out a Dickens novel. Like, "Twas the best of times." Ding. She's like a cannibal that just went vegan, and it was hard. It's like a squirrel with no concerns about saving up for winter. I don't even know how she thought to bring it on the plane. She's at home, looking in her fridge. Just like, that corn's not gonna be good. Now, but it's not gonna be good <laughs> by the time I get home. Mm, I could bring it <laughs> on the plane, but then I gotta eat it in front of everybody.
1: <laughs>
5: yeah. That'll be weird. They come around, like, oh, do you want coffee? Oh, you have corn? Okay. <laughs> I can't look away. <laughs> but then she probably tried to hype herself up, like we all do sometimes. It's like, I'm traveling by myself. I don't know any of those people. (laughs) Who cares what they think? I'll never see them again. I don't care what they think. I'll eat corn wherever I want to eat corn. It's delicious corn. (laughs) Then she gets on that plane, takes that corn out. Oh, I care what they think a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Here's some advice. If you ever feel like you're doing something weird in public, don't do it faster. <laughs> it's scarier spat up. Like if she had just eaten that corn like a normal person, I might not have noticed. Like at most I would have just been like oh, What a confident corn lover. Maybe she's from Des Moines. <laughs> she starts eating it quickly. I'm gonna keep a good distance because I don't know how many ears she brought with her, (laughs) and I don't want to fall asleep and wake up with my finger caught in her chipper. (laughs) So, one time I was getting on a plane, and uh, a flight attendant stopped me, and she's like, sir, we're going to have to check that bag, because there's no room for your bag on the plane. And I, I was like, well, can I go check to see first if there's room on the plane? Uh, because I don't want them to check the bag. They check your bag. You get it back. It looks like it was like in a WWE match. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you body slam my bag? <laughs> so was, I was like, can I go check? And the flight attendant she, usually they just say no, or whatever. But she was like, yeah, you can go. You can go look. But we're already 15 minutes late. If you don't find a place for your bag, you're gonna make all these people even more late for wherever they're going to. So I went and found a place for my bag.
1: <laughs>
5: right. I've been in a semi-unstable relationship for five years. She's going to have to bring the guilt a lot harder than that. Oh, all these strangers might give me a dirty look. Oh, no. Someone I love hasn't spoken to me for three days in a row. They have a rule on the plane that once, uh, once the front door is closed, you're not supposed to talk or text on your phone anymore. And I was on the plane, and we started to take off down the runway, and then all of a sudden we stopped. And the pilot got over the intercom, and he was just like, sorry, everyone, we had to stop. Uh, we didn't close the front door all the way. <laughs> well, I could have been on my phone this whole time. <laughs> what an amazing Instagram story that would have been. Like, I'm on the plane, and the door's open, and we're moving. Ah! Uh! Let's take a look. Ah! Let's see what this lady thinks. Oh she's eating corn. Ah! <laughs> How did they just then realize that the front like like if I'm on a car and I'm backing out of a driveway and I hear that ding 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 I'm not going anywhere. Let alone being like, We'll figure that out up in the air. <laughs> There's a flight attendant just buckling in and back, just like, alright, we're ready to go. Here we go. What's the heck? What's, it's a little breezy? <laughs> what is that? No. Oh. Amy, you gotta pull it shut. You gotta <laughs> Captain the outside is now inside. <laughs> I bet you lose your authority as a flight crew when you forget to close the front door all the way. They always come around and the flight like, sir, sir? Will get off your laptop? We're getting ready to land, sir. Laptop. <laughs> you, you left the front door open. <laughs> so I thought we weren't doing rules this time.
1: <laughs>
5: Thanks, everybody. I'm Michael Palczak. Did you ever hear something and wonder to
0: yourself, hey, was that racist? Each Wednesday, the show, yo, is this racist? tries to answer that question. It's hosted by Andrew T. and Tony Newsom. Who you probably know from Earwolf Or If you're me, Cameron Esposito You know them from your personal life because they're your friends In each episode, Tawny and Andrew cover racism In recent news and pop culture They answer burning questions from fan-submitted voicemails About your maybe-racist co-workers, friends, and family members Their guests have included Actors, writers, comedians Like Jimmy O. Yang From Silicon Valley And Crazy Rich Asians Nicole Byer, LeVar Burton John Lovett from Pod Save America, and me, Cameron Esposito, I've been on this show. Listen and subscribe to Yo, Is This Racist on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Michael Palasek, everybody let him hear
2: it! I just keep imagining a flight attendant just still seated going, and just shutting it. <laughs> <laughs> We're good! We got it! <laughs> <laughs> on my... Sorry, my seatbelt was stuck in there. (laughs) Makes sense. (laughs) Anyway, I'm just tagging someone else's joke. Whatever. Um, Ever go through... I have TSA Pre. Ever go through that thing and then there's like random people that have just gotten it and you're like, how the fuck did these people get random? Some old ass people got TSA Pre in front of me. They asked a question for every goddamn item that they were holding on to on their... They had five shirts wrapped around their waists. (laughs) And then they were carrying a duffel bag together. I was like, that is one of the... These white people look like some white-ass terrorists for sure. And the guy goes, well, we're in this fast lane, so I assume we have to take our shoes off. And I want to be like, go home! Get away! But they also got pulled aside through the x-ray machine because uh, the woman had too much hummus. So the TSA officer had to pull out, like, an Earth Balance container. Like, an old butter container full of hummus with rubber bands wrapped around it. And he goes, ma'am, what's in here? And she goes, I can't take my hummus! And he goes, you can't take more than 3.4 ounces of gels or liquids, so no, you can't take your hummus. She was so pissed about that hummus. Like, he just straight up threw it. She was like, does it have to go back through? And he was like, you can't take it with you. And she was like, Bahamas! And I was like, it's starting over again. (laughs) I just literally shook my head through the rest of the airport after I saw that. I was just like... And I paid for TSA Pre, and I always get randomly selected to have my hands wiped, and I'm always like, is it because I'm gay? (laughs) We do have dirty hands. We got two comics left on the show. Are you excited? Woo. Woo. Awesome. Keep that amazing energy up for your next comedian, Julia Hanbluets, everybody!
6: Woo. Whoa, you see that sick air guitar? Woo. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Keep going for real. a nice time. Great to be here. I'm married. Been together for nine years. <laughs> Anybody else married? <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> Love the button at the end.
1: <laughs> it
6: was like a wave of woos and you're like me too. Um, I like being married except I feel like uh, all, 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 of my, all my married friends have been talking about uh, role play lately. You guys talk about role play. <laughs> it's a hot topic in the marriage community every time i role play you know in the bedroom or in the wild wherever you want to do it uh, you can role play wherever and I think the most important thing about role play is it has to be you know consensual and it has to both parties have to know what the fuck's going on because I always wanted to try that thing like where you go to a bar and you pretend you don't know each other have you ever done that you just make up professions for each other like oh hey there like I'm an oil tycoon <laughs> And I'm just a circus performer passing through, you know? It can be whatever you want. I would never done this before, so I'm like, I'm going to do this with my husband. Except I didn't tell him, right? I'm like, it's going to be a surprise. He's going to love it, right? So we get to this bar. We sit at the bar. He goes to the bathroom. He comes back, sits down, and I'm all, Oh, hey there. What do you do? And I just see the sheer panic in his eyes. He's not ready for this. And without even missing a beat, he just goes, I am a purchaser of sluts. And I wasn't ready for that. Not in a million years. So without even missing a beat, I go, and I am a slut up for purchase! And then we just stare at each other. Um... Here's the thing. I'm a professional comedian. I've been doing this a while. I've taken years of improv and that's the best yes and I could have come up with. Mmm. All right. (laughs) Old people like to fuck with me. Are there any here tonight? Uh, No. They do. I'm talking... And I'm talking... 90 plus. Uh, I was in an Uber the other day and I had the oldest Uber driver and he was so cute and lovely. So I thought we were having a really nice time. He was kind of mumbling about something and I was just like, don't cute do and old. Right. I'm just like loving it. And then he drops me off and I get out and then he sticks his head out the window and he's like, I guess what I'm trying to say is there are more people out there who would rather see you dead then alive <laughs> and then just drives off into the night <laughs> I'm like, was that the grim reaper <laughs> There are more people out there who would rather see you dead than alive. That's something a Bond villain says. And I was just like, I thought we had a connection. Why would he say that? A week later, I'm in the mall, right? Real cross-section of society also in the mall. I'm waiting for a friend in, like, the atrium. There's like an adult goth just, like, blasting Evanescence, like, this is who I am, Mom! Right? Having a good time. There's 12 kids on a leash. Like, I, like there's, like, a, going to a daycare or something. And then there's the oldest man I have ever seen sitting right next to me. Like, I don't know. He was so crazy. Like, you know, when you see a person so old, you don't know what race they are. Like, this man was purple, okay? He was purple, and then he was gray, and then he was green. He was just, like, changing colors like a human mood ring. I'm like, are you okay? So I'm just, like, listening to my music, like, waiting for my friend to come. And then, in my peripheral, I just see this old hand come and start gently poking me, and I'm like... Oh my God. Like he's touching me with his technicolor dream skin. And I, I kind of ignore it at first. I, and I, I just give him one of those like, hmm, right. And then he keeps poking me harder and he starts pointing at the kids. And he's like, nah, nah, nah,
1: nah.
6: And I'm like, oh, no, this old man's a perv. And he wants me to perv out with him. And I'm getting so uncomfortable. I'm trying to ignore him. And, but he, for an old man, he's very strong. He's just like, nah, 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 nah. just keeps poking me, pointing at the kids, poking me, pointing at the kids, poking me, pointing at the kids. And finally, I snapped. I'm like, what is it, sir? What do you want from me? And he points at the kids one last time and he's like look at them look at them they're all the same size (laughs) and i finally took one good look at those kids and they were all exactly the same size i know that doesn't sound like a big deal to you right now but picture 12 kids perfectly symmetrical (laughs) Like you put a piece of plywood on those kids you have yourself a kid table. It was amazing. And I was just expecting him to say something gross, right? But instead it was just this beautiful observation and I was just like, they're all the same size. He's like, "Don't the same size." I'm like, "They're all the same size." He's like, "Who can do my eyes? Don't the same size." I'm like, "What is your accent?" He's like, "I don't know." Right? The point is, it just restored my faith in humanity. Like He was so full of spirit, like nothing could have crushed him. Even if I just grabbed him by a shirt and was like, Look, pal, the sad truth is, more people out there would rather see these kids dead than alive. He still would have been like, Yes, well, at least their coffins would be all the same size. (laughs) I'll leave you guys on this and then frolic into the night. Um, I was at a party the other day, bragging. Uh, I got there early and uh, my friend invited me, and I didn't know anybody, and nobody was talking to me, and I was all awkward and nervous. So I had about uh, four glasses of Pinot Grigio. To, to take the edge off and all of a sudden I'm drunk and I don't even know what I'm saying but like a crowd had formed around me like I went from being the loser at the party to the popular girl I, do, I don't know what I'm saying but I'm just like I'm the marvelous Mrs. Maisel like it was incredible they're hanging on to my every word and then all of a sudden this mo- the most beautiful woman I've ever seen walks by and she hates me she hates what I'm saying I don't even know what it is and she just goes no I don't like this no no no. Uh-uh. No. Uh-uh. No. Uh-uh. No. And I was like, no, no no, I'm like, these are just dumb jokes. I was just being sarcastic. She's like, "Well, you know what they say. Sarcasm is the lowest form of comedy." <laughs> so I said, "Your mom's the lowest form of comedy." <laughs> I'm sorry, that's the coolest thing ever been said in the moment, right? And the crowd went wild. They're like, yeah! Just high-fiving me like, yeah, 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 yeah. I felt so good about myself. And then she's like, my mom's dead. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Your dead mom's the lowest form of comedy! Yeah, 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 yeah! And then everybody was like, no! Everybody just turned on me and they're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why would you say that? I'm like, I. Uh, was just being sarcastic and they're like sarcasm is the lowest form of comedy and i'm like your mom's the lowest form of comedy and they're like all our moms are dead anyway this joke's 45 minutes so i'm gonna go thanks so much guys i'm julia ledwitch
0: bye give it up for julia This isn't a joke, this is a weather report. Truly. Tomorrow it's gonna be negative 19 in my hometown Chicago, and then on Sunday it's gonna be 46. What? Why, why, why would that be happening? I understand earlier we were talking about, but literally, wh- why? Expli- tell me! I know why, I know why, but also why? Just because after you've survived, negative 19. It just feels like maybe nothing good should ever happen again. You know what I mean? (laughs) My little sister is visiting from, she lives in Buenos Aires, and she and her fiance uh, visit, and they stay with my parents for extremely long stretches of time. The amount of time that adults should never stay with parents. (laughs) And then they send me photographs of what they're doing, and it's, um, it's incredible. They, the two of them are, like, I believe in them so much as a couple because uh, the things that they do to entertain themselves while living with one of their parents for a very long... is uh, Today she sent me a photo of the two of them in a, um, a snow hobbit house that they built in my parents' backyard. <laughs> These people are in their, they're they're in their 30s. (laughs) So anyway, tomorrow that that habit house will still be standing, but on Sunday, it will be reduced to rubble. (laughs) Okay, well, that was nice to talk about. Um, I got one final comic on the show. We got one final comic on the show! I said that last part like Animal from the Muppets, and that is exactly how I feel about this comic. Like Animal from the Muppets. Hilarious person that's gonna bring this show right on home. Let's hear it right now for David Borey. Give it up!
7: I got a puppet body. I get it. Uh, <laughs> I think the karate is a scam. And it pisses me off. It's just the numbers on karate don't add up to me. Like, it's this ancient, beautiful Japanese martial art, and then some dude named Gary who lives a mile from your house just happens to know it. It sounds like a fix-up to me. <laughs> I don't, I don't fuck with karate. I've never seen it work in the wild. Like, have, raise your hand if you've seen karate work for real. That doesn't seem ridiculous. Doesn't seem like some kind of propaganda. I just, look, I don't think karate has enough syllables to be a dangerous fighting style. All the most dangerous fighting styles have a lot of syllables. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Broken beer bottle. (laughs) Traumatic childhood. Like, it's not, it doesn't fit the scheme. (laughs) I've been trying to get my mom to listen to rap music. She doesn't want to. It sucks. It pumps me out. She doesn't want to listen to rap music, and it pisses me off because my mom's more like a rapper than anybody I know (laughs) Like, she rocks braids, she's hyper-aggressive, and she only drinks dark liquor. It should have happened by now. She doesn't like it. She says, I don't like how they talk to me. And that is fair, but that's because you're listening to rap music like a nerd. You don't listen to it like they're talking to you. Then they all just sound like bad friends. You gotta listen to rap in the first person. That's how it works. Because if I'm Nicki Minaj and my pussy's gonna put your husband in a coma, it's the most empowering music there is. Like, I never felt more powerful than listening to rap music. And I've tried other types of music. I tried to listen to indie rock for a while. Here's my question about indie rock music. Hey, young white men, why so sad? (laughs) Why would I ever want to listen to this? If this is how you feel, I have no chance. Get the fuck out of here. Like, I've never heard an indie rock song I wanted to hear right after I got paid, right? Like, I've never gotten $500 and been like, Fleet Foxes, turn it up! The bummer of that joke is that even in my fantasy, I only get paid $500. I could've lied to you, you don't know me. <laughs> I love my mom. My mom's super together. I've always appreciated that. She's just like a very about her business woman. And all everybody, all the women uh growing up that I always always around were always just so together. They've always in my whole life women have had it more together than me. Like I was trying to track it back and like even in school, like girls had pencils and they had paper and like they could read, like they were just on top of it in a way that I never seemed to be. And <laughs> I was wondering about it and I, was, I think I figured out part of it because the other day I was smoking a bunch of weed watching toy commercials from the 90s. <laughs> And I feel like part of the women are so responsible is because all their toys are jobs. Every girl's toy is just a fucking job. And it's not like that for the boys. Like the boys' toys, all the boys' toys are like, hey, son, do you like guns? Do you have a dick? We put guns on your dick, GI Joe. And then all the women's toys are like, this kid peed on itself, you need to change it before it gets a rash. doesn't seem that fair to me. I, uh, I'm an animal lover. I'm a big animal lover. Uh, I love dogs. You're not gonna like it, though. <laughs> I love dogs. I love dogs so much, I don't think we should own dogs anymore. It's like, yeah! <laughs> the one white guy, <laughs> It's a fucked up situation, and if you care about dogs, you should think about it. Dogs have terribly sad lives. That's why they have no ambition. If you took all my relatives and made them fuck each other until I was small enough to control, I'd be down to live in a white lady's purse too. It's just, it's not a good life. I, we need to quit pretending like that. I hate it. People are like, my dog's a part of my family. No, it's not, because if your son shits on the floor, you're not going to rub his face in it and make him live outside. Like, it's not a good life. Like, every dog, they have, like, if dogs' lives were movies, they would all be, like, Oscar winners. Like, no, for real. My buddy has a dog, and I think about his life, and it was a movie. It would be so sad. Like, the dog was born to a family that clearly sold him into slavery. (laughs) so my buddy bought him and then they raised the dog until just after puberty so imagine if it was a human like 14, 15 and they took it to a farm to fuck this other dog and make puppies and then they took one of the puppies left the rest of the puppies there because single moms they're tough and like (laughs) they just raised this dog with his brother like or with his son like he's his brother in the house and it's terrible like The dog hates it, too. I can tell. Like, my buddy will make the dog do tricks, and you can see it in the dog's eyes. He's like, for real? You're going to make me roll over for a piece of pepperoni right now in front of my son? I'm 36 years old. It's just not a cool life to me. What did I want to get out of here? Oh, uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty. Uh, Smoking weed's dumb. Uh, Smoking weed's dumb. Or I'm just sick of it. I'm sick of being a, it being a big deal. I'm sick of it being a thing that we have to talk about. I'm sick that it's like laws. There's laws about weed. Like somebody wakes up and they like put on a tie and go to work and talk about and make laws about weed that's stupid that's a stupid amount of time to devote to weed it's not that big a deal the only thing stupider than that behavior is weed culture i hate it why do nobody loves weed that much it's not that great you need to put it on your socks you gotta put it on your socks. That's how great weed is. It's not that great. I've been smoking weed since I was thirteen. I say it's a six out of ten. It doesn't. It doesn't feel that good. It doesn't feel as good as accomplishing your goals or falling in love. It's not that great. Like I just don't. I don't think weed was ever supposed to be a big deal, and I think we made it a big deal because that's what humans do. We find shit and we make it a big deal because we're corny. We're corny. Like, you know how I know weed isn't supposed to be a big deal? Because when God or whoever made the earth, they left that shit on the ground. <laughs> it's not even hard to get to. Clearly, it's not that important. Oh, is this a weed crowd? Did I blow it? Bunch of cokeheads in here, huh? Does that hit you, Franklin Village? I'll go out on that calling you guys cokeheads. I've been David you. I appreciate it. <laughs>
0: tonight that is our show that's Rhea butcher that's Cameron Esposito have a great rest of your night
2: bye
3: put your hands together put your hands together put your hands together put your hands together
7: put your hands together put your hands together put your hands together put your hands together get ready to laugh put
1: your hands together Put your hands together, get ready to color your hands together, put your hands together.